1: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. D W group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ow!
0: Woo! <laughs> hey, girl, it's one
3: hey there. Welcome to the Patrick Sur Power Half Hour. Uh, on com as well as the Ohio State Podcast Network. I'm Chris.
2: Joe's here with me. Pa- Paul has a family obligation tonight. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing alright. I have no family obligations, so I guess I'm doing okay. All right, I just walk out.
3: <laughs> <Just, laughs> Families fall apart. I'm like, hey,
2: yeah, I'm going well
3: downstairs. See you guys later. <laughs> yes, and you know, because when you're working for a place like com. Man, and that were late because we were singing the praises of behindthecurtain yeah. beforehand. It was fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, it's good to be here, and it's good to be talking with you guys out there. Uh, we had some bonus content. We're also releasing. Uh, check out New Highland if you don't see it on behindthecurtain dot com. Um, and um, fantastic. So, uh. Joe, um, got an email from a potential guest so I'm a little oh, bit okay. <laughs> shocked by, it, but, um, yeah. So let's talk. We've got more content that we also put out tonight. If you don't sit up behind mm-hmm. socrates.com, check out New Ohio one where we talk about quarterbacks. We give our takes on the Tyree Kill trade, um, that and the Baker Mayfield situation, some of the draft picks that the series were wooing lately. Check that out too, but here, I kind of want to talk to you about where the Steelers stand tonight. We're taping this Wednesday night. Uh, the Steelers have addressed; they've signed six outside free agents. Um, uh, we talked about the other five, and then they had and the look out. We're going to try to say his name, Connor Ojuski. I think I got that right. Oh, Gunner,
2: Gunner. I got Connor in my brain for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, his first name is really Caleb, so Caleb Gunner Olszewski.
3: Okay, tell me a little about him while you respond to this email.
2: (laughs) Oh, uh, so he is a return specialist wide receiver, came out of, uh, uh, came off of the Patriots, and so he's a really dynamic uh, kick returner, uh, and that's. Really, you know, after losing Ray Ray McLeod to uh, the 49ers, I believe um, they went out and were looking for somebody, particularly as a return specialist, and they came across Uh, o- uh He's going to be bringing a lot of good things to to the Steelers. Uh, I, you know, there's a there was a lot of concern around Steeler Nation about Ray Ray, uh, especially the 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 seeming seemingly odd persistence that Matt Canada had for trying to get him the ball uh, in the passing game. And it just never really seemed to work out the way that it seemed like they wanted it to. Um, but eventually, you know, they've lost Ray Ray McLeod to uh, free agency and brought in Olszewski. And it would seem as though, He's not necessarily coming in to specialize as a wide receiver. Who knows what they're going to try to make him do, but he has been a return specialist for his whole career, does a great job with it. Um, We're hoping that it goes well.
3: Fantastic. Thank you for covering for me there.
2: Um, Yeah,
3: I got to tell you, this guy sounds good. This guy was a pro bowler. Uh, I watched a highlight video of some of his returns. He looks good. Here's the only thing that bothers me. Uh-huh. The Sewers have brought in a lot of punt returners. I know the kickoff return is as big as it used to be, but they brought in guys to have high um a good resume, shall we say? Um, remember Jacoby Jones? He was an old Ravens kick returner, used yeah. to kill the Steelers and stuff. Remember the Sewers actually tried him out, they brought him in. And I think he fumbled it twice in the first half of the game. And Tomlin's like, Nope, <laughs> Just go back to the bench. You're not coming back out again.
2: It's like uh, that's the unforgivable sin at this point. Right. If you can't hold and, on to the ball, you have, you have two jobs. Hold on the ball, run. If you're going to not do either of those things, that's, that's tough.
3: And, and Tomlin's has a
2: high standard for that, but I, I can understand that. I
3: mean, you know, fumbling punt returns is troubling for yeah. me as someone who enjoys watching the games. And if it's troubling for someone who enjoys watching the games, NFL head coaches' livelihood is based on your guy holding onto the ball. It's tough. And I guess what I'm saying is Jacoby Jones could have been a great returner. He fumbled too much. He's gone. Um, the CF brought in a guy who, who sounded like a great guy in Ryan Switzer, and Ryan Switzer really never did anything as a kick returner. Ray Ray McLeod was Not supposed to be good for... a good pedigree for a kick returner. He wasn't. And I'll be honest with you, the guys recently that have been good kick returners are guys like Antonio Brown, who obviously were known for their receiving abilities. I mean, the punt return is like a cherry on the top of the cake. Yeah. And if you think about the other guy, Deontay Johnson, you know, he had that nice uh, return for a touchdown. I think it was two years ago against Arizona. But you know, he's the guy that's their top receiver right now. So, do you really want him returning all your punts? Probably you not. You really do
2: not. You do not want to do that, right? You've so, got too much invested in that guy. So, so with Olszewski, now again, just because
3: Ryan Switzer and Jacoby Jones wasn't that guy, that doesn't mean that Gunner can't be good. But hopefully, Gunner doesn't have the same. Like, is it Heinz Field? Like, if you're wearing, you know, Steelers' clothes in Heinz Field, you, you, you there's something about good punt returns that for some reason, when they become Steelers, they don't do as well. So I'm hoping that Gunner, I'm wishing the best for Gunner. I'm hoping you can break that chain and and break on through. Hopefully it'll happen, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Hiring the people who are specialists hasn't worked out for us in, a, in quite a while, so, you know, one can hope that we can break that trend and it seems to be a, a start of a new day in Pittsburgh so let's see if that trend can end
3: well and the great thing too and you mentioned this um, they got Gunner I think it was like two years for four million overall uh, like Went comparatively you know Ray Ray McLeod went for a lot more than that Yes, and I wasn't comfortable with Ray Ray McLeod now the one thing you would have to, um, that we got to think about with this is Ray Ray McLeod was never a great receiver for the Steelers. But the thing with Ray Ray McLeod was they really tried to make him a receiver. Uh-huh. Gunner, on the other hand, I think he only has three catches for the Patriots. So don't expect Gunner to line up as a receiver. There's a reason why we say this. Um, I've said this, and I I don't know if Joe or Paul agree with me, but this has been my pet peeve for the past couple of years of doing this podcast. When we first first started doing that, the Steelers had Juju and Deontay Johnson and um, Chase Claypool, and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is the strength of the team. We got this young core of money receivers. They had James Washington at the same time. They had Ray Ray McLeod as their fifth receiver, and we're like, my goodness, has there ever been a greater collection of talent in the history of the world, not just the NFL? And over the past two years, I, I mean, Joe, we've said this, this season, the receiver core as a whole it seems to have taken a step back. You know what I mean? Chase Claypool didn't have a good year. Deontay Johnson probably started a step. He probably didn't take as much of a step back. But, you know, it was a rough year for James Washington. I It wasn't a good year for Ray-Ray McLeod. And so, you know, the Steelers lost Ray-Ray, like Joe said. Mm -hmm. The Steelers lost Juju Smith-Schuster. And it's interesting, earlier today, we are recording this on Wednesday night, the Chiefs traded Tyree Kill. So, Juju's going to have a pretty big role in Kansas City, believe it or not.
2: A lot bigger than I thought when they when they first signed him. I was like, well, he's like the fourth option on the team. That's a lot of money to pay for a fourth option. Right. Little did we know that the uh, talks with, with Tyreek were breaking down, so they were getting ready to ship him off.
3: And, you know, the Kansas City already lost Corn Robinson. So right now their top two receivers, and I'm talking literally are um, Hardman, and uh-huh. Juju Smith Schuster. Uh-huh. So it could be a big year with, for Juju. Pelsey yeah, is a
2: strong uh, option in there right.
3: as well. But, you know, uh, when the signing was first made announced, we we're like, hey, is he the third or fourth receiver? Now he's number two and maybe number one if Hardman doesn't do his job. Right. I, and I say all that to say right now, the Steelers are down to Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypole, and they've got a lot of young receivers that haven't done that much. They need a receiver. So I'm thinking I'm going, well, let me back up just a minute. I think the Steelers have done a good job of addressing a bunch of needs in the first two weeks of free agency. As of Wednesday night, if we're saying, what else do the Steelers need? I think the Steelers definitely need at least one receiver, probably two. The Steelers also need a strong safety. Now, in my opinion, looking at strong safety, they need a starter, okay? There are a couple of really good starters available. Uh, Tyrone Matthew. Not sure if they got the money for him, but they're reportedly interested in him. They're going to try and make that happen. If that doesn't work, you got Troy Edmonds. Not the greatest safety of all time, but far from the worst. They can bring him back. You can also get a guy. Uh, There's a guy from Dallas, and I can't place the name right now. Devontae the the Cazee. ES- X- yeah, that, they say he's a ball hawk. The Steelers have shown interest in him, too. I've heard of some stuff about Landon Collins, who's good. Not Tyra Matt's good. So I'm thinking you don't look for a, a strong safety in the draft unless you're sure they can start. And I think any of the four safeties we just mentioned can not start for the Steelers next year. So before we get to receivers' safeties, are, are you comfortable saying, hey, uh what let, let's get us a you know, let's get us a um safety and free agency. I, I mean I'm not
2: sure if uh, we I absolutely think that's the way to go. I'm personally all in on Tyrone Matthew. Uh I think that's the kind of player that you want. Uh that's a that's a Steeler football guy. Um probably even more than Terrell Edmonds, who's been playing here for four years. So I I, I yeah. I think that's the way to go. A, using a draft pick for a safety is not a bad idea. It's us not going in assuming that there's anybody in this in the draft playing safety that is gonna be ready to start week one. I, I just don't see it. So any of these guys you know, filling that hole with a with a uh, with an experienced veteran is, is a free agent is so much better an idea than hoping to draft somebody who's going to magically be, fill the gap.
3: I'll put it this way: there is a safety for Notre Dame. Uh, I believe his name is Kyle Hamilton, that is supposedly going to go in the first five picks. So, if somehow Kyle Hamilton lost the twenty. I'd say okay, draft Kyle Hamilton. He could be your safety, but strong possibility he'll be gone before then. So yeah, it'll it'll be very interesting. I hey, need yeah. me
2: to, I need me some honey badger. Get okay, if I not get him, honey
3: badger. Oh well. hey, we I lied. Uh, Paul Yanchik had a family obligation. <laughs> but the family obligation is to be over because he's here now. Welcome, Paul.
2: Oh, hey, Paul. And... Did you bring the honey badger with you? Because we need him at at safety.
3: Yes. Yeah, I, I'm.
0: I'm still wondering why. We haven't already signed, sealed, delivered a contract. Uh, because we I have. The,
2: the rumor was that he was on vacation with his family. Like, even when he right. visited Pittsburgh like a week ago, he had his family with him and he was doing family vacation stuff. So he like didn't want to lock, uh, lock down a, a contract and stuff yet. Make him an offer, he can't refuse. Exactly. Well, We, exactly. we do
0: not have a good track record they, they, drafting secondaries. He can't right.
1: refuse.
3: Well well here's the issue. Right now Pittsburgh's twelve million under the cap. You need about that much for draft costs. and yeah. you, you know
2: but, do you... but
3: there's two restructures, and this is without releasing anybody. You could restructure TJ Watts contract no. to get seventeen million this year. And you're restructuring. You're not releasing him or anything else like that. And also there's a possibility of restructuring Cam Hayward which I believe is six. So, yeah, they technically don't have the money right now, but with a couple restructures, it's there. And, again, T.J. Watt's going to get his money. We're not taking money away from T.J. Watt, but it, it could happen. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, we all seem to be in agreement that unless Kyle Hamilton falls, which he's not going to fall, let's get us a safety and the free agency. receiver. This is going to be interesting. Um, a lot of good receivers are out there. And I know Paul's going to turn up his nose if I say Ohio State quarterbacks, but this year, Ohio State's got some good receivers that are coming out. Um, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. Um, you know, we thought when the Browns had the 13th pick, a lot of talk that Garrett Wilson would go to Cleveland. Browns don't have the 13th pick anymore. There could be a receiver available in the first round. Now, Joe and I talked earlier about how it seems to me the seals are locked in to a first-round pick. Um, oh, well, uh, lots of emails from our upcoming guests that are making me laugh. But, um, you know, uh, I lost my train of thought for a little bit.
2: Um, it, yeah, seems- it seems like they're locked into picking a quarterback with their first-round pick. They're doing the whole rounds, and they're being very, very conspicuous about being at all the places, you know. Nobody is singing the Don't Be Suspicious song. Right. Uh, don't Be Suspicious. <laughs>
3: but, okay, <sighs> but, it's, but it's quite possible. And we've talked about this, and you guys will think I'm going big time. But I mentioned this earlier. I was able to get on a media call with ESPN's. Mel Kuiper today and yes, I know. I'm sorry about all these names. Look <laughs> at me. I'm
2: great. Look at me. <laughs> but oh, no Well, when I was talking to Mel Kuiper earlier, yeah, yes.
3: yeah. see it wasn't a Zoom call with five hundred other media reports, it was just me and Mel. Mel yeah. stopped at the house, we dined together. We had great.
2: we had some chicken wings.
3: Yes. <laughs> Mel's like, I heard your podcast on the Ohio network about things you shouldn't do in the bathroom. And he said, look all the crazy stuff I do. He went in the bathroom a day. It was crazy. No, yeah. it, he didn't. You watched he did him did. shower? <laughs> no, to it was... In order to, to defecate. <laughs> He's like, I got it. Oh, yeah, check our Ohio podcast. We're saying too much. Yeah, but, but maybe don't. Uh, <laughs> yes. But but no, I, I guess what I'm saying it was a Zoom call with a billion other people. But the interesting thing he was talking about was he seems to think that the Sewers are locked in on quarterback. He mentioned the possibility of receiver could be a path they go. It would be interesting. Um he was talking about you know, Kane Pickett and Blake Willis could both be there. He actually has the Steelers picking Wills at 20 because he said at six with Carolina and eight with Atlanta, those are spots that could be looking for quarterback. But in essence, he was saying those teams are bad, where picking a quarterback that may not make sense for them right there. That's how Wills could fall to 20. The, the thing I'm curious about is, say they're not there, and I think the Steelers are smart enough not to reach for another quarterback at 20 that shouldn't go at 20. Where do you think the Steelers? could or should draft a receiver. I mean, my thinking is if a good quarterback's there, you guys would rather have them go quarterback. Do you think receiver would should be their second option if the quarterback that wants isn't there and they don't trade up? I'd say second round at
0: the earliest. I think oh, there's I enough think good would- receivers.
3: What's that?
2: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would go. They have a lot of success with late round receivers, and there's a lot of receivers out there this yep. year. I I just I don't think there's I don't think there's that many guys that have separated themselves from the pack enough to say this guy's worth uh, a number 20 first round pick.
3: And Kuiper did say that you could get good receivers fourth or fifth round. And he wasn't saying that like in the past the sewers found some gems when there wasn't yeah. good receivers all over the draft. I mean he was saying there's good receivers available in the fourth and fifth round. So even if you don't do your scouting, you could pluck good guys. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. But, you know, it seems to me that receiver and safety are those key positions. Yeah, the Steelers could draft a young defensive lineman. That's what been mentioned. Uh, the Steelers, where else could they use help? Offensive line. I, I mean, it seems to me that interior of a line they've addressed, Not to say they wouldn't pick a a guy high, but if you think about it, um, Case, uh, James Daniels, those are all interior guys, so -hmm. they really fortified that. So everyone's talking like Isaiah Johnson from Boston College is a name I've seen a lot of people talk about, and they said, wow, this guy could be really good. Well, he's an interior lineman, like a guard center guy. So I would say, and they're saying tackle is not a strong position in a draft, if they draft a tackle high, I mean, if they draft a lineman high, it should be a tackle, not necessarily guard or center.
2: Right.
3: And not to say the sewers are well suited in that position, but you need a little bit more help on tackle. I mean, right now your tackles are damn more in troops, and I'm not, I'm not sure if either one of them is the answer, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, if if Pickett and Willis are gone, I I would beg them to not take a quarterback at twenty. Uh, I don't think anybody else is a first round grab. Uh, so at that point, I would say look. Uh, um, it, it, even if those two guys are available, it may still be looking at the best offensive or defensive alignment. Just if there's somebody close to six five three forty, call his name.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but unfortunately, I mean there are tackles available. I'm saying there's nobody, but it's not deep in. It's deep in receivers, not deep in tackles. Let's take a quick break, um, and we'll be back shortly on the Pittsburgh Steel Power half hour on com network as well as The Ohioan. We'll be right back. Hey there, welcome to the Pittsburgh Silver Power Half Hour uh, on com as well as the Ohio Ed Podcast Network. I'm Chris.
2: Joe's here with me. Pa- Paul has a family obligation tonight. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I have no family obligations, so I guess I'm doing okay. Right, I just walk out. <laughs> <Just, laughs> Families falling apart. I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm going well, downstairs. Yeah, see you guys later.
3: <laughs> yes, and... You know, because when you're working for a place like BehindTheSilkcurtain dot com, man, Joe and I were late because we were singing the praises of curtain dot com for yeah. beforehand. It was fantastic. <laughs> so uh, it's good to be here, and it's good to be talking with you guys out there. Uh, we had some bonus content we're also releasing. Uh, check out the Highland if you don't see it on BehindTheSilkcurtain dot com, um, and. Um, fantastic. So, uh, Joe, um, got an email from a potential guest. I'm a little oh, bit okay. <laughs> shocked by, it. but, um, yeah. So let's talk. We've got more content that we also put out tonight. If you don't sit behind com, check out the where we talk about quarterbacks. We give our takes on the Tyree kill trade Um, that. And, uh the Baker Mayfield situation, some of the draft picks that the Steelers have been lately. Check that out, too. But here, I kind of want to talk to you about where the Steelers stand tonight. We're taping this Wednesday night. Uh, the Steelers have addressed they've signed six outside free agents. Um, uh, we talked about the over five, and then they had, and look out, we're going to try to say his name, Connor Zuski. I think no. you got Oh gunner gunner! I got Connor
2: my remembering for some reason, yeah. yeah, well, his first name is really Caleb so Caleb gunner Olzowski,
3: okay, tell me a little about him while you respond to this email
2: <laughs> oh, uh, so he is a return specialist wide receiver, came out of uh uh came off of the Patriots. and so he's a really dynamic uh kick returner Uh and that's really you know after losing Ray Ray McLeod to uh, the 49ers I believe Um they went out and were looking for somebody particularly as a return specialist and they came across Uh, Ol- uh he's going to be bringing a lot of good things to to the Steelers Uh I, I you know there's a there was a lot of concern around Steeler Nation about Ray Ray uh, especially the 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 seeming, seemingly odd persistence that Matt Canada had for trying to get him the ball uh, in the passing game, and it just never really seemed to work out the way that it seemed like they wanted it to. Um, but eventually, you know, they've lost Ray-Ray McLeod to uh, free agency and brought in Olszewski, and it would seem as though He's not necessarily coming in to specialize as a wide receiver. Who knows what they're going to try to make him do, but he has been a return specialist for his whole career, does a great job with it. Um, We're hoping that it goes well.
3: Fantastic. Thank you for covering for me there.
2: Um, Yeah,
3: I got to tell you, this guy sounds good. This guy was a pro bowler. Uh, I watched a highlight video of some of his returns. He looks good. Here's the only thing that bothers me. Uh-huh. The Steelers have brought in a lot of punt returners. I know the kickoff return is as big as it used to be, but they brought in guys to have high, um, a good resume, shall we say. Um, remember Jacoby Jones? He was a old Ravens kick returner. He used yeah. to kill the Steelers and stuff. Remember, the Steelers actually tried him out. They brought him in. And I think he fumbled it twice in the first half of the game and Tom's like, Nope. <laughs> Just go back to the bench, you're not coming back out again.
2: It's like uh, that's the unforgivable sin at this point. Right. If you can't hold and, on to the ball, you have you have two jobs. Hold on the ball, run. If you're gonna not do either of those things, that's that's tough.
3: And I and Tomlins has a
2: high standard for that, but I I can understand that. I mean
3: you know, fumbling punt returns is troubling for yeah. me as someone who enjoys watching the games. And if it's troubling for someone who enjoys watching the games, NFL head coaches' livelihood is based on your guy on onto the ball. It's tough. And I guess what I'm saying is Jacoby Jones could have been a great return. He fumbled too much. He's gone. Um, the CF brought in a guy who, who sounded like a great guy in Ryan Switzer, And Ryan Switzer really never did anything as a kick returner. Ray Ray McLeod was supposed to be a good pedigree for kick returner. He wasn't. And I'll be honest with you, the guys recently that have been good kick returners are guys like Antonio Brown, who obviously were known for their receiving abilities. I mean, the punt return is like a cherry on the top of the cake. And if you think about the other guy, Deontay Johnson, you know, he had that nice uh, return for a touchdown, I think it was two years ago, against Arizona. But, you know, he's the guy that's their top receiver right now. So do you really want him returning all your punts? Probably not. You really do
2: not. You do not want to do that. Right. You so, Got too much invested in that guy. So so with Olszewski, now, again, just because Ryan Switzer
3: and Jacoby Jones wasn't that guy, that doesn't mean that Gunner can't be good. But hopefully Gunner doesn't have the same – like, is it Heinz Field? Like, if you're wearing, you know, Steelers' clothes in Heinz field, you, you, you there's something about good part returns that for some reason, when they become Steelers, they don't do as well. So I'm hoping that Gunner, I'm wishing the best for Gunner. I'm hoping you can break that chain and, and break on through. Hopefully it'll happen, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Hiring the people who are specialists hasn't worked out for us in, a, in quite a while. So, you know, one can hope that we can break that trend and it seems to be a start of a new day in Pittsburgh so let's see if that trend can end
3: well and the great thing too and you mentioned this um, they got Gunner I think it was like two years for four million overall Uh, went comparatively you know Ray Ray McLeod went for a lot more than that Yes, and I wasn't comfortable with Ray Ray McLeod now the one thing you would have to um that we got to think about with this is Ray, Ray mccloud was never a great receiver for the sealers but the thing with Ray, Ray mccloud was they really tried to make him a receiver uh-huh. gunner on the other hand i think he only has three catches for the patriots so don't expect gunner to line up as a receiver there's a reason why we say this um I've said this, and I I don't know if Joe or Paul agree with me, but this has been my pet peeve for the past couple of years of doing this podcast. When we first first started doing that, the Steelers had Juju and Deontay Johnson and um, Chase Claypool, and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is the strength of the team. We got this young core of money receivers. They had James Washington at the same time. They had Ray Ray McLeod as their fifth receiver, and we're like, my goodness. Has there ever been a greater collection of talent in the history of the world, not just the NFL? And over the past two years, I I mean, Joe, we've said this. This season, the receiver core as a whole seems to have taken a step back. You know what I mean? Chase Claypool didn't have a good year. Deontay Johnson probably started a step. He probably didn't take as much of a step back. But, you know, it was a rough year for James Washington being – Kind. It wasn't a good year for Ray Ray McLeod. And so, you know, the Sewers lost Ray Ray, like Joe said. Mm -hmm. The Sewers lost Juju Smith Schuster. And it's interesting, earlier today, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday night, the Chiefs traded Tyree Kill. So Juju's gonna have a pretty big role in Kansas City, believe it or not.
2: A lot bigger than I thought when they when they first signed him. I was like, well, he's like the fourth option on the team. That's a lot of money to pay for a fourth option. Right. Little did we know that the uh, talks with, with Tyreek were breaking down, so they were getting ready to ship him off.
3: And, you know, the Kansas City already lost Corn Robinson. So right now their top two receivers, and I'm talking literally are um, Hardman, and uh-huh. Juju Schuster. Uh-huh. So it could be a big year with, for Juju. Pelsey yeah, is a
2: strong option in there right.
3: as well. But, you know, uh, when the signing was first made announced, we were like, hey, is he the third or fourth receiver? Now he's number two and maybe number one if Hardman doesn't do his job. Right. I, and I say all that to say right now, the Steelers are down to Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and they've got a lot of young receivers that haven't done that much. They need a receiver. So I'm thinking I'm going, well, let me back up just a minute. I think the Steelers have done a good job of addressing a bunch of needs in the first two weeks of free agency. As of Wednesday night, if we're saying, what else do the Steelers need? I think the Steelers definitely need at least one receiver, probably two. The Steelers also need a strong safety. Now, in my opinion, looking at strong safety, they need a starter, okay? There are a couple of really good starters available. Uh, Tyron Matthew. Not sure if they got the money for him, but they're reportedly interested in him. They're going to try and make that happen. If that doesn't work, you got Troy Edmonds. Not the greatest safety of all time, but far from the worst. They can bring him back. You can also get a guy. Uh, There's a guy from Dallas, and I can't place the name right now. The, the Montex- East- yeah, they say he's a ball hawk. The Steelers have shown interest in him, too. I've heard of some stuff about Landon Collins, who's good, not Tyra Tyre Matt's good. So I'm thinking you don't look for a, a strong safety in the draft unless you're sure they can start. And I think any of the four safeties we just mentioned can't start for the Steelers next year. So before we get to receivers' safeties, are, are you comfortable saying, hey, uh, what let, let's get us a you know, let's get us a um safety in free agency. I, I mean, I'm not sure if uh, we...
2: I absolutely think that's the way to go. I'm personally all in on Tyrone Matthew. Uh, I think that's the kind of player that you want. Uh, that's a, that's a Steeler football guy. Um, probably even more than Terrell Edmonds, who's been playing here for four years. So, I, I, I yeah. I think that's the way to go. A, using a draft pick for a safety is not a bad idea. It's us not going in assuming that there's anybody in this in the draft playing safety that is gonna be ready to start week one. I, I just don't see it. So <laughs> Any of these guys you know, filling that hole with a with a uh, with an experienced veteran is, is a free agent is so much better an idea than hoping to draft somebody who's going to magically be, fill the gap.
3: I'll put this way: there is a safety for Notre Dame. Uh, I believe his name is Kyle Hamilton. That is supposedly going to go in the first five picks. So, if somehow Kyle Hamilton lasts okay. the twenty. I'd say, okay draft Scott Hamilton so he could be your safety, but strong possibility he'll be gone before then, so yeah it'll it'll be very interesting
2: I, hey, need, uh, me to, I need me some honey badger get okay, if I didn't get him honey badger oh well.
3: hey we I lied uh Paul Yanchik had a family obligation <laughs> but the family obligation is seems to be over because he's here now welcome cool. Paul
2: Oh, hey Paul and, Did you bring the honey badger with you because we need him at at safety
3: yes yeah I, i'm I'm still wondering
0: why we haven't already signed, sealed, delivered a contract. Uh, because we I have... The,
2: the rumor was that he was on vacation with his family. Like, even when he right. visited Pittsburgh, like, a week ago, he had his family with him, and he was doing family vacation stuff, so he, like, didn't want to lock lock down a, a contract and stuff yet.
0: Make him an offer, he can't refuse. Exactly.
2: Well, we, exactly. we do not
0: have a good track record they, drafting they can, secondaries. He can can't right.
2: refuse.
3: Well, well, here's the issue. Right now, Pittsburgh's $12 million under the cap. You need about that much for draft costs. Yeah. You, you
2: know.
3: But, do you... but there's two restructures, and this is without releasing anybody. You couldn't restructure TJ Watt's contract no. to get $17 million this year. And you're restructuring. You're not releasing him or anything else like that. And also, there's a possibility of restructuring Cam Hayward which I believe is six. So, yeah, they technically don't have the money right now, but with a couple restructures, it's there. And, again, T.J. Watt's going to get his money. We're not taking money away from T.J. Watt, but it, it could happen. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, we all seem to be in agreement that unless Kyle Hamilton falls, which he's not going to fall, let's get us the safety and the free agency. receiver. This is going to be interesting. Um, A lot of good receivers are out there. And I know Paul's going to turn up his nose if I say Ohio State quarterbacks, but this year Ohio State's got some good receivers that are coming out. Um, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. um, You know, we thought when the Browns had the 13th pick, a lot of talk that Garrett Wilson would go to Cleveland. Browns don't have the 13th pick anymore. There could be a receiver available in the first round. Now, Joe and I talked earlier about how it seems to me the Steelers are locked in to a first-round pick. Um, oh, well, uh, lots of emails from our upcoming guests are making me laugh.
2: But, um, you know,
3: uh, I lost my train to thought for a little bit.
2: Um, it, yeah, seems- it seems like they're locked into picking a quarterback with their first-round pick. They're doing the whole rounds, and they're being very, very conspicuous about being at all the places, you know. Nobody is singing the Don't Be Suspicious song. right? Uh, don't be suspicious. <laughs> but, okay, <sighs> but,
3: it's, but it's quite possible. And we've talked about this, and you guys will think I'm going big time. But I mentioned this earlier, I was able to get on a media call with ESPN's Mel Kuiper today and yes, I know. I'm sorry got all these names. Look <laughs> at
2: me. I'm great. Look at me, <laughs> But oh, no, well, when I was talking to Mel Kuiper earlier, yeah, yes.
3: yeah. see it wasn't a Zoom call with five hundred other media reporters. It was just me
2: and Mel. Mel yeah. stopped at the house,
3: we dined together. We had spring. we
2: had some chicken wings.
3: Yes. <laughs> Mel's like I heard your podcast on the Ohio Network about things you shouldn't do in the bathroom and he said, Look at all the crazy stuff I do. He went in the bathroom a day. It was crazy. No, yeah. it, he didn't. It was you watched he didn't him shower? <laughs> no, it <He> was <laughs> in order to, to defecate. <laughs> He's like, I got it. Uh, yeah, check out Ohio podcast. We're saying too much. Yeah, but, but maybe don't. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. But, but, no, I I guess what I'm saying, it was a Zoom call with a billion other people. But the interesting thing he was talking about was he seems to think that the Sewers are locked in on quarterback. He mentioned the possibility receiver could be a path they go. It would be interesting. um, He was talking about, you know, Kane Pickett and Blake Willis could both be there. He actually has... Uh, the Steelers picking Wills at 20, because he said at six with Carolina and eight with Atlanta, those are spots that could be looking for quarterback. But in essence, he was saying those teams are bad, where picking a quarterback that may not make sense for them right there. That's how Wills could fall to 20. The, the thing I'm curious about is, say they're not there, and I think the Steelers are smart enough not to reach for another quarterback at 20 that shouldn't go at 20. Where do you think the Steelers? could or should draft a receiver. I mean, my thinking is if a good quarterback's there, you guys would rather have them go quarterback. Do you think receiver would should be their second option if the quarterback that wants isn't there and they don't trade up? I'd say second round at the earliest.
0: I think oh, there's like enough receivers? good receivers. What's
2: that? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would go. They have a lot of success with late round receivers, and there's a lot of receivers out there this yeah. year. I I just I don't think there's I don't think there's that many guys that have separated themselves from the pack enough to say this guy's worth uh, a number 20 first round pick.
3: And Kuiper did say that you could get good receivers fourth or fifth round. And he yeah. wasn't saying that like in the past the sewers found some gems when there wasn't yeah. good receivers all over the draft. I mean he was saying there's good receivers available in the fourth and fifth round. So, even if you don't do your scouting, you can pluck good guys. So, mm-hmm. it's interesting. But, you know, it seems to me that receiver and safety are those key positions. Yeah, the Steelers could draft a young defensive lineman. That's what been mentioned. Uh, the Steelers, where else could they use help? Offensive line. I, I mean, it seems to me that interior of a line they've addressed. Not to say they wouldn't pick a, a guy high. But if you think about it, um, Case, uh, James Daniels, those are all interior guys. So -hmm. they really fortified that. So everyone's talking like Isaiah Johnson from Boston College is a name I've seen a lot of people talk about. And they said, wow, this guy could be really good. Well, he's an interior lineman, like a guard center guy. So I would say, and they're saying tackle is not a strong position in a draft. If they draft a tackle high, I mean, if they draft the lineman high, it should be a tackle, not necessarily guard or center. Right. And not to say the sewers are well suited in that position, but you need a little bit more help on tackle. I mean, right now your tackles are damn more in Troops, and I'm not—I'm not sure if either one of them is the answer, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, if if Pickett and Willis are gone, I I would beg them to not take a quarterback at twenty. Uh, I don't think anybody else is a first-round grab. Uh, so at that point, I would say, look, Um, uh, even if those two guys are available, it may still be looking at the best offensive or defense alignment. Just if there's somebody close to 6'5", 340, call his name.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. But unfortunately, I mean, there are tackles available. I'm saying there's nobody. But it's not deep in. It's deep in receivers, not deep in tackles. Let's take a quick break, um, and we'll be back shortly on the Pittsburgh Super Power Power Half Hour on Behind the Curt- Curtain dot com network, as well as the Ohio We'll be right back. Hey there, Paul, Joe, and I also do a cetera podcast where we talk about all kinds of. Uh, different pop culture stories. Tonight, we talked to Toby Price. Um, he's a guy that was fired for reading a book called I Need a New Butt. Check our interview with him on the Ohioan Podcast Network. Uh, we'll release that this week. And we're back here on the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com uh, Pittsburgh Serial Power Half Hour uh, presented by PTSC as well as the Ohio Network, uh, we've been talking about just what's next for the Sealers. It seems like their big um, question marks right now are on strong safety as well as receiver. Uh, we, we've all agreed that strong safety should be addressed uh, by a free agency. Um, and we've also uh, we're saying that the Sears should draft a receiver somewhere. Maybe first round, maybe later in the draft. It's a pretty deep draft for receivers. Um, he, the Sears are really down to two receivers that have been around for a while. I mean, with the guys who left last week, it's Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and their number three guy is a guy who hasn't played that much. I mean, we're, we're going to Rico Bussy and what was that guy? Lawson White was it? Chris White or Chad White Cody, or something? Cody White. Yeah, Cody White. I mean, but you also right,
2: have Anthony Miller coming in. Anthony Miller well, previously with the <clears throat>
3: right?
2: So he's if got this, some. So he's got some history with Trubisky, which is nice. Okay. Would you be comfortable? Because here's the thing that, yeah,
3: TJ could restructure his contract. Cam Hayward could restructure his contract. We don't know how much a strong safety would cost. I mean, we're hoping that since the safety market's dry, that Tyron Matthew will get want to get paid like you he, he would get paid at McDonald's to come play for Steelers. You know what I mean? You're like, yay, we don't have to spend a lot of money. Um, would the Steelers possibly consider this? You know, say, hey, we could get a strong safety. We can get something else we need veteran-wise, and then we can – Role with Anthony Miller and a draft pick. You think that's possible, or you think they're going to push it and go for receiver? I, I will tell you one thing. When you look at the available free agents left, there's not a lot. And the Chiefs no. say they traded Tyreek Hill. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's been around for, with a couple teams, he's one of the highest-ranked receivers, and he's in Kansas City tonight, and he might get a contract. Because, you know, they got to replace Tyreek Hill with somebody. The only other guy of serious note out there is Odell Beckham Jr. Now, Odell had a good end of the year last year with the Rams, helping him with the Super Bowl. But did the Steelers pick up Odell Beckham? I mean, I I guess, Joe, you're right. Miller's a veteran, and he's got experience with Trubisky. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's that veteran receiver that I'm super comfortable with, but I'm looking at the other
2: options. There's not a ton of other options out there, right? I mean, it, well, yeah, I mean, the, but there's a lot of guys who are who are close to the end of contracts or in situations that are they're strange. I mean, even like Jarvis Landry is is still kind of hanging out there right now, isn't he? Uh, Julio Jones is a free agent. They're they're not. Uh, I think even AJ Green, right? Isn't he still? kind of hanging out there there's some some guys several of them are not necessarily still in their prime there aren't like the the top top guys and they may be they may price themselves out of the Steelers uh you know price range but uh yeah there's there's a couple of guys but otherwise we're looking at having to fill things in with the uh the the with the draft I heard something recently, which I thought was the craziest thing in the world, but they're trying to, obviously, the Browns are trying to re-sign Landry, and that Odell Beckham Jr. has not closed the door on the possibility of going back to the Browns now that Baker Mayfield won't be there.
3: Crazy stuff. Which, again, has
2: to be concerning on anybody who's going to roll the dice on (laughs) on, uh, Baker Mayfield. (laughs) Somebody left... Got himself, got himself out of town. Went and won a Super Bowl, and now is like, yeah, maybe I'll go back to that place. That's crazy. All right, hey, I'm looking at the, <laughs> I'm looking
3: at the clock. Uh, we're up against it. Um, ch- As I said, check out our podcast. Let's um, close for tonight. Um, it'll be interesting nice to see what happens in the next little bit. Uh, we're saying receiver safety. Who knows? Maybe the Steelers will start signing free agent trainers and <laughs> prove us all wrong. I don't know. But, um, yeah, thanks for checking out our podcast. Check out everything else on com. You know, some people will say, why aren't you choosing certain shows? We like them all. You know, delete your other podcast. Just listen to com and The Ohio Wind. Rip the knob off, like they used to say in the radio station. Check out all the stories there and the podcasts. You'll get everything you ever need to know about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And also check out our Highland podcast. There's lots of fun content out there. If you're like, hey, I want to hear more from Chris, Joe, and Paul, we, we got there. Lots of We do Accenture podcasts. Where we're talking about all kinds of crazy and fun stuff. Check us out. Well, for Paul and Joe, I'm Chris. Thanks for checking us out. Have a great night, everybody.